And greetings. Welcome to a special evergreen edition of the Steve Day Show here on Blaze TV radio and podcast. My name is Steve Dace. His name is Todd Erzin. His name is Aaron McIntyre. Gentlemen, good to see you. Hello. If you are seeing us today on this evergreen episode, it means we are not live in the office today. Nevertheless, we wanted to make sure that you received original programming. So the show is not live, but it is original. This is content we have yet to air. And you'll recall, I think it was last year we did this, wasn't it? Um, someone had sent in a series of questions about Donald Trump that we thought would, would, would spawn a conversation that was definitely necessary to have heading into the GOP primary. And we turned that into an evergreen, got a lot of reaction to that. And the overwhelming majority of it was positive, whether they liked our answers or not. They just thought that this kind of conversation was good. And so I, I kind of thought then that we should do the same thing for Ron DeSantis. And we got numerous uh, entries on uh, the questions. I picked the one that, uh, that I thought was the best. And I think today is the day that we're going to do the exact same exercise with Trump that we did with DeSantis. Before you ask, no, we're, we're not going to do them for Nikki Haley. Asa Mike Hutchinson. Pence, Asa Hutchinson. We just don't believe those people are worth our time. Just not worth our time on any level whatsoever. All right. I could probably get through it, though. But if you ever make me do this on Mike Pence, I'm burning everything down. I, I Well, that would be <laughs> me doing this on Mike Pence would essentially be me saying, because of what would come out of my mouth, I just don't want to do this for a living anymore. Yeah. And I'm just going to I'm just going to settle scores on the way out the door here. Bon voyage. Tough but fair. Yeah. I mean, that, that's essentially my, you know, grand finale is if we did this on Mike Pence. I would assume you guys with small children still at home would still like a paycheck, so we won't do the Mike Pence episode because of that. Excellent. Right. But first, folks, let me tell you about our friends over at Eden Pure, the outstanding thunderstorm air purifier that has earned rave reviews from our audience here on the show, and that's why they've already sold hundreds of thousands of units. They've also gotten thousands of five-star reviews with their no filters to ever replace air purifier that knocks out the strongest of odors, whether it's cooking cigarette smoke, litter boxes, trash cans, even the mildew smell from your basements. No match whatsoever as it purifies the air of bacteria, even some viruses at the same time. And you can get the three-pack from Eden Pure for under $200. All three units for under 200 bucks plus free shipping. If you go to EdenPureDeals.com and use the promo code Steve, EdenPureDeals.com, discount code Steve, get all three units for under 200 bucks plus free shipping at EdenPureDeals.com. And don't forget to use the discount code Steve. I am, I am, what I am noticing, guys, and I guess I didn't realize this, you know, in real time, but I am noticing like I am even caring less about what I am saying, even less, even less than I ever cared before. And I'm trying to figure out why that is. And I honestly, I, I think it's because I've got one daughter who's out of the house and married. I've got another one who just graduated. She'll probably be married in a year or two, uh, the way she's trending with her long-term boyfriend, Noah is only got a couple years of high school left and he's at that age that he doesn't care. And I think he'd like he'd be like the cool kid in school like if his dad went out in a blaze of glory for something he really believed in, you know what I'm saying? I think not having 
small kids, whatever percentage, because let's face it, I never had much of a filter to begin with. I think we all recognize that. But whatever, whatever fear filter was there of, I got you know, to manage this, yada, yada, yada. Whatever was there is, is evaporating in real time. It's almost not there at all at this point. With all due respect, I don't think that's it. No, what do you think it is? I don't know what it is, but I've got two in college and two at Des Moines Christian, so I got all... And I don't care either. So okay. It's, okay. I think it's something else. Okay. You. Think maybe it's just in reaction to how aggressive the spirit of the age has become. I think it's more likely that. Or is it just that I'm, uh, by the time you watch this, I will either be 50 or thereabouts. And I'm approaching the Grand Torino stage. That too. That too. So a combination of things? Yes. Okay, fair. All right. So here with the ground rules I want us to do this exactly the way we did this with the Trump show so everything is fair and all righteousness is fulfilled all right you will I will pose the questions in the order they were given to me you guys will first decide whether you think the question in and of itself is fair I believe that's how we did it with yep. Trump right is this that even is a right. fair question that's what we did okay and then we will proceed to to answer it the way did we do it the way that Trump we thought Trump would answer it or the way that, I think that's how we did it, wasn't it? The, we, the way that we thought Trump would answer Didn't it. we do both? We did both. Did we do it both ways? Yeah. Okay, all right. Then that's exactly what we'll do How here. many of the questions do you remember did we think were fair? Didn't? There were, I, I think there were 13 questions, or 12 questions, because that's about how many I have here. There were 12 uh-huh. or 13. I want to say maybe four or five we thought were kind of unfair. Yeah, I would say between but most three of them we thought five. were fair. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right, you guys let's ready roll. to go? Let's, let's go. go. All right, let's get it going. All right. The questions for Ron DeSantis come from John Bauman. Master Sergeant Retired, John E. Bauman. First of all, John, thank you for your service, brother. We greatly appreciate you, and we tip the cap, uh, and thank you. All right? So Master Sergeant Retired, John Bauman, is who's responsible for these questions, and I'm guessing, given he's a retired Master Sergeant, John ain't here to mess around. Going to cut to the quick? Let's cut to the quick. All right, let's get right to it. Question number one. To what degree do you credit Donald Trump for your success, and what level of loyalty, if any, do you believe you owe him? First and foremost, is that a fair question? Yeah, I, He's asking absolutely. You? The, that's the first DeSantis. These are the questions for Ron DeSantis. That's absolutely okay. a fair yeah. question. Okay. Yeah, especially the first part. Uh, to what degree do you owe your su- success to, to Donald Trump? Um, there were the margin in Florida against Andrew Gillum would have been a disappointing Saturday at Michigan Stadium. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think Donald Trump is definitely responsible for catapulting uh, Ron DeSantis into the governor's mansion in Florida. I don't think there's I don't think there's any question. I don't know what you guys think about that. I don't think there's any question about that. Now, what Ron DeSantis did after that, that is completely that those were his talents that he went out and he did something on. Okay, so I would I would you know, I would say actually going into the governor's mansion, actually having the chance to do what he's done in Florida. Yeah, I'd say that's a credit to to Donald Trump. The loyalty question, you know, this is not a cult. This is not a um, this is not even necessarily uh, a family. This is this is just politics. Do you owe somebody loyalty? Um. No, they're both ex- executives. They were both executives. Donald Trump, the chief executive of the United States, and, and Ron DeSantis, the chief executive, basically, of Florida, the governor of Florida. Their loyalties should be to us, to us, not the other way around, not to each other. So that part of the question, I, you know, I don't, I don't know if that's necessarily f- – I guess it's a fair question to ask. I just don't think that it's uh, necessarily um, 
I don't think it's necessarily one that needs to be spent a lot of time on. All right. So, Todd, is it a fair question? And I want you to give us what you think DeSantis's answer would be. It might be an unfair question. I think I'll know more once we ask more questions, because I, I find this odd that this is I agree with Aaron that in and of itself in a vacuum. This is. If can be a fair question, I find it odd that it's question number one, it seems like that because we've seen this before like there's the, the the and i don't know who this guy is i doubt i i doubt in any way you would pick somebody who is just obsessed with donald trump but the fact that this is a first question we see people just like he, there's just no time for anybody who would get in the way of the mission of maga well see i took this, this the other way i thought this is this is the first this is the first kind of um, this is the first pushback to the idea of a candidate, Ron DeSantis, as oh, loyalty. So I took this as going the, from the opposite perspective. Let's just dispel this. You mean let's confront out. it right away? Yeah, confront okay. it right away. I, I, and I hope uh, that's what it is. If if trust me, I would not have chosen a, a, someone who sent me a dozen questions and they were I, all I know you MAGA fealties for two hours. This would not be the show that would do that. There, there's 15 other podcasts that people can go and find that would be happy to do that and do that daily. Uh, Ron DeSantis would answer, I think, and should answer something like, listen, I I praise uh, President Tr- uh, Trump when I agree with him. And this is a Steve Dace answer, which is that you've very much defined uh, not only Donald Trump, but m- increasingly many politicians in this day and age, which is why you can also wrap your brain around voting for RFK. I'll praise politicians when I agree with them, mm-hmm. when they don't. I I won't. Uh, there's undeniable that both uh, it's undeniable that both me and many many other politicians benefited from a certain tide uh, that Donald Trump helped uh, create. Uh, beyond that, though, I think I tell you based on how I've done my job in Florida, who and what I owe my energy most to. And this is Aaron's point to you, the people. I like I like where you guys went with it. How about? I think it's a completely fair question. I do. Um, and I think actually if you answer it properly, if you're Ron DeSantis, you turn a question that I, is meant to I entrap agree. you into your yeah. benefit. Agreed. Yeah. For, for example, I absolutely owe a debt of gratitude, uh, and the people of Florida do owe a debt of gratitude to President Trump for helping me uh, achieve uh, the highest office in the state of Florida. And the people of Florida uh, thanked the president by having him win our state by over four points, which in Florida is a presidential route. You can even say that with a smile. In Florida, that's a route, okay? But then ultimately, I had to rise and fall on the merits of what I did with that office. And the proof is in the pudding of what I did in that office. And when the people were then asked to render a referendum on me individually and my record, I won by 20 points. I I, I erased the Democratic Party. The Democratic Party... Large, except for a couple of precincts, largely doesn't exist right now in the state of Florida. It's a non-existent entity. And we did that. And I think the country desperately needs to see uh, that happen on a national level. And I'm running under that proof of concept to try to do that nationally. And that's why I'm running for president. Because in the end, the only thing we owe anything, the only people we owe anything to are the people. And that's a truly populist movement. Thoughts? Yeah, that's yeah, a perfect answer. You know, I, there's a, I mean, this is playing, playing with fire to some extent, but at some point 
it may be right and proper and necessary for DeSantis to take what you did and turn it up to 11 and say, listen, uh, I, I believe in so much in Trump and the MAGA mission uh, that Florida has been the best example of MAGA. Just uh, take it over from Trump. Like mm-hmm. I'm, yeah, it started with you. I respect that. Yep. But I, I and this state are the proof of concept, and I want to bring it to all of America. Mm. I, I will, I will donate twenty dollars to the DeSantis campaign if he utters the phrase at some point in a debate or otherwise. I came not to abolish MAGA, but to fulfill it. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Nice. Oh my goodness. Oh. oh. Wow! Or I came I not to praise, not not to merely praise Maga, but to fulfill it, yeah. perhaps. But a, yes, that's just, a great reference. I got a tingle up my leg on that one. That was oh. an impressive reference, Aaron. I liked it. All right, question number two. Now these questions were sent the day before that Trump was uh, was was um, uh, turned himself in in New York State. All right. All right. So right before this happened. Okay. Wow. Okay. In reference to rumors of President Trump's impending arrest. And now we have another arrest, right? Yes. And then we have another one that we know is coming later this year with January 6th. Okay. In reference to rumors of President Trump's impending arrest, in exactly what way did your initial media response serve to protect the civil and due process rights of the citizens of Florida, one of which happens to be President Donald J. Trump? Fair question, Todd. Yes, it's, it's a uh, fair question. That And that time is, I know when you've been most critical of a response mm-hmm. or a lack there De- of DeSantis's of initial DeSantis, response. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, I, there's no way that DeSantis would lean into any sort of apology on this, quite frankly, it, uh, nor should he. Uh, I think, I think DeSantis would say, and understandably so, that uh, and he answered it just uh, like a month ago uh, regarding one of the other arrests. Like this is it, this is utterly improper. The uh, Democrats uh, have uh, lost their mind. It's a political witch hunt for a sitting president to go after uh, his main opponent. And I'm just going to uh, tell you and the people of Florida that we will have no part in giving this any validity whatsoever. Okay. Aaron, I, I think you? at the time this was asked, this is a fair question. Mm-hmm. At the time this was asked. So that you just told us this was a day mm-hmm. before the first indictment. At the time this was asked, this was a fair question. I think the answer to this question is, uh, you know, we, this, is, this is why we need somebody in the White House who is serious about actually dismantling these rogue alphabet agencies and busting them into a thousand pieces. Now, this one was a local thing, so that, there, you know, there's that. But in the state of Florida, we respect no, uh, you know, lawfare for the sta- sake of lawfare. In the state of Florida, we uh, apply the law evenly, not of unevenly. In the state of Florida, we will not be a party to uh, to political and uh, legal persecution. End of statement. Yeah, and hearing your response makes me think you you've here's the trick: you've constantly in this posi- you're in the position like with Kavanaugh of having to defend somebody you don't really respect and in this case is actually going after the same job as you but you still have to do it but you always have to bring it this is not only attack on donald trump this is attack on all political opposition this is an attack on you as a citizen 
uh, uh, and your First Amendment uh, rights. This is, he's got to constantly be broadening this. Is about this is not just about Donald Trump. What if he were to turn to him uh, and uh, on a debate stage and say, "I so believe." Go with exactly what you guys just said. Mm-hmm. To me, this is a high risk, high reward. Mm-hmm. What I'm about to propose. I so believe, Mr. President, in what I just said, that I offered you yeah. sanctuary yeah. from extradition, and you went out and extradited yourself. Why, why would you do that? Why, why, why would you hand yourself over to a local Manhattan DA that everyone knows is, the, is a corrupt Soros DA? You're not a resident of the state. The whole thing, you could have exposed it as a sham. And I mean, it, what was more important, the, the, the fact that we were up against a uh, reporting period and you had to raise all that money off of uh, look at me, I'm being persecuted or setting an example that local DAs don't get to wage cross continent war on political candidates they don't like and they have no jurisdiction over. I mean, again, is this about you or is it about the people? Mm-hmm. Now, that that's a high risk move, right? That that's either you get a kill shot right there or you step on your own rake. This is, I'm not opposed to using it, but it's an ace you keep up your sleeve and you use this um, very... I mean, that's the comeback if the initial answer that you gave it, it, it isn't sufficient, okay? Yeah, uh, well, and okay. if Donald yeah. Trump won't... If, if Donald Trump decides to go totally gonzo, you know, then you'd need to pull out the big nukes. Um, okay. You know, now that I'm, just as a quick side note, this is not one of the questions. I am genuinely curious. And these are the, forgive me, these are the kinds of things that my mind just figuring, I can't help the way God made it is to create strategic outcomes and see things strategically. And that's just the way my mind works. When you're on a debate stage with Donald Trump, if you're Ron DeSantis, do you call him Mr. President? Or do you call him Mr. Trump? You guys see where I'm getting at? You do not call him Mr. President. I mean, I, I think those are some of the things that I think if, if I were on the campaign, we would wrestle with that about how to what to do with that. Do you want to reinforce that he is the uh, that he's the elder and the title you give him? On the other hand, do you want to be disrespectful when you want when when you are the when you are the logical inheritor of much of his mm-hmm. base? I, I, how do you handle that? I, think you can that. Do, but I just think you say. When Donald Trump was president. Or when you were president. I think you, you don't want to, when you were president, but you never actually call him President Trump. I like that too. But you allude Todd, to- Todd, you're but two you're for also, two. I like it. Yeah. You also don't play games and not pretend he was never president. I like that so. too. Yeah, don't insult, condescend yeah. the audience. All right, that's good. All right. Number three. If elected president, exactly what vetting and background criteria will you use as it pertains to hiring and more importantly, firing key personnel and cabinet members to avoid the multiple betrayals subversions and subterfuge president trump encountered during his administration for example this is now me adding on to uh to james's uh, or john's excellent question here can you think of a senior staff member in the trump white house right now that is active with him on the campaign i mean a single one well um 
are we counting Grinnell? Who are we? Counting? I would not count the, the a guy who I would. He, that's not like a, a, a senior. Of, I mean, meaning that Grinnell reported to other members uh-huh. of the cabinet. Okay. okay. I mean, can you think of a uh, like he might be the highest one, and he. What was he, the director of the DNI, Department of National Intelligence, right? He would have reported to somebody like Mike Pompeo, for example, okay. at CIA, okay? So Let me, I'm looking this up. His son-in-law? This is a good question. Well, no. No, they're out. out. They're out. Did Kushner's totally out? I know yeah, the daughter yeah. is. I, I, now, now I, will, I will tell you someone who I respect. They're not always right, but they, they're right more times than not. Of, of the of the chicanery and court of owls within Trump world, someone I respect told me whose opinion is right more times than not, but isn't perfect. Told me that the word on the street is that Kushner's turned rat to the January sixth uh, grand jury. <laughs> ah. Save his own skin. Mike Pence, he's no, out. out. Mike Pompeo, out. he's out. Stephen Mnuchin, he's out. Out. I don't know who this Christopher Miller, Secretary of Defense, is. Uh, he's from Iowa. I don't know who that is. Jeff Rosen, Attorney General. He was the Attorney General. Yeah, at the end, remember, because the they had the acting with him. Matt Whitaker was acting AG for a while. Secretary of the and Whitaker. Yeah, I guess yeah. Whitaker's with Trump, so he was the acting Attorney General. So that would be one. Okay, Whitaker's with Trump. There's one. Alex okay. Azar, probably not. No. Wilbur Ross, probably no. not. Eugene Scalia, don't know. Oh no, he's been he has been hammering Trump on it. That's that's Antonin's kid. Yeah, he has been hammering Trump on his Twitter. Or am I thinking of Christopher Scalia? Maybe I got the Scalia's mixed up. But uh, of no. Virginia, so that would make sense if it was his son. Yeah, uh, Ben Carson. Yeah, yeah, okay. Stephen Bradbury. Now we're getting into names we don't even know. I think we made the point. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the, the, there's a dearth of names. I mean, I I know people that worked in the Trump White House that are hoping Trump never that love the president but think he's just cannot run a functional White House and just are, are hoping that he doesn't call them because they, they, they feel like they'll have to say yes and they just don't want to go through that again. This is, this is why this is a, not only an imminently fair question, this is perhaps the most essential yep. of all questions. And you say simply, what I will do is what I have done. And you just go down and you point out who you've hired and their success rate uh, in terms of firing. You point out I, the one that comes to mind, right? Who... That was that guy, and he was a attorney of some kind, and he just flat out fired the guy, and the guy appealed. Do you remember the? Yes, the, in like, Florida. Yeah, yeah. They, they, he's on his third appeal. Okay. The guys, the right. guys appealed this in the courts this, three times l- yes. at the time we're taping this. Yeah. And he's he lost, lost all, all three. three. Yeah. So you have a track record of firing people and it being held up. Uh, the, the the quality hires. I mean, start off with um, your um, your spokesperson, Christina Pushaw, yeah, no, like is are, the best messaging oh, operative I I've ever seen in the Republican Party. And and you say that we are and this does not. He said, "Listen, I am I am resolved." You actually give credit. You spread it around. Listen, I am resolved as one man to do everything I can on behalf of the people. But let me. I could not. I could not do this on my own. Donald Trump showed he could not do it on his own. He failed to surround himself with the right people. This is where you just flat out unapologetically distinguish yourself. Look at what we've done and who I've done it with. If you want to do these things, I will find these people and we will do it together. Yeah. Email, email on the wall. This is the fairest question of them all. Um, (laughs) This... I think the way he would answer it, he would actually get into worldview of sorts. Maybe not the way that we would on this show... But he would just say something along the lines of, at the end of the day, I have to surround myself with people who understand the threat that, we ta- that, that, that we're facing, who truly understand the threat that we face, and who want to win, and win, and win some more. 
And that's who I've surrounded myself with. People who believe who are in this for the mission, not in this for the title or position, something like that. Before we go there, though, don't forget about our friends over at Jace Medical. Remember the Jace case? We introduced that to you last year in response to the, uh, shall we call it, uh, emergency. That they suddenly decided, well, we don't want to use venerable drugs that might help you when you need them the most because we're trying to kill you after all. I'm sorry, did I say that out loud? Yes, I did. So Jace stepped in to give you the, uh, the Jace case of venerable antibiotics that you never know might end up on the banned list the next time we need them the most. And now they're stepping up once again to make sure you can back up your existing prescriptions to make sure they don't become the new ivermectin. All right, go to jacemedical.com, J-A-S-E, get a 12-month backup of your medications, everything from cholesterol, heart medication, even mental health, and more, jacemedical.com, J-A-S-E, use the promo code DACE at checkout for a discount, promo code DACE at checkout for a discount when you go to jacemedical.com, that's jacemedical.com. Let me add, just from my Boy, as the years go on, I guess I can now use the word extensive experience in politics. Um, The culture around you as a candidate is always, always, always a tough word. Always. Can't think of a single exception. The culture around you as a candidate will always be the culture around you once you get into public office. Always. Why? Because who's the determiner of that culture? The candidate is. And who's the constant? Mm-hmm. People come and go, right? But who's the constant there? The candidate is. So whatever culture surrounded you as a candidate, and did we see chaotic culture around Trump, revolving doors of who was in and who was out as candidate Trump? You bet we did. What did we see as a, in his governance? And I think this is where a lot of the ideas that Trump smashed all these paradigms. No, he didn't. He just smashed a lot of norms because he both attracts chaos and creates chaos. He, I think he find, I think he believes he thrives in it. And I think there's a lot of evidence to suggest that that is true. Okay. And, and so you can, you know, like I thrive in confrontation, for example. And because of that, I tend to find ways to create confrontations. I don't have to just because I'm comfortable there and I can create collateral damage and self-fulfilling prophecies and self-inflicted wounds if I let that go too far. Similarly, he does thrive in chaos. He has survived scandals, divorces, um, I mean, bankruptcies, things that would break almost any other normal man. Okay, he has risen from the ashes like a phoenix 27 times through these things. And you have to give him man to man. Does the dude code? You got to give him a lot, hell of a lot of props for that. Okay, Um, and so I think sometimes where you know you thrive, you can try to maybe create the environment where you feel comfortable. But understand, most people aren't comfortable in confrontation, you know, and so I have to be mindful of that when I hire people and stuff like that around me. Are they going to be comfortable in that? Because if I try to force them into an environment that they're not comfortable in, that's not going to work, right? Most people aren't comfortable in chaos. Hard to have a managerial. You can have a managerial style of chaos when you are running your own singular empire and everything bears your name. And everybody has to go to you for a final answer to make anything happen. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like the idea that Trump's business experience was going to translate to the White House, I never believed that. Because he didn't run a corporation with shareholders and people and layers of bureaucracy that he himself was accountable to as a CEO. He ran an empire. He was king. There was just Trump. And he determined who was in the court and who was out. And, and, and he could create this team of rivals, you know, where they, where, you know, you rise to that. He could do that. You can do that within an empire. You, you can't do that within a republic, and which, is what a, which is what a publicly owned company is. You can't do that. 
Um, you actually all need to be stabilized and on the same message. And you're you're better off actually being on, being consistent on the wrong message than having three interpret three people be right about what the right message is and then doing their own thing with it. And that's why we saw chaos when he was in the White House. He, you can't run that as an empire. And 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 there are layers, and we and that's why you saw the one of the reasons you saw all the leaks. There are layers of bureaucracy, dude. I don't have to listen to you. I've known this Washington Post reporter since before, you know, anybody knew the hell you were or took you seriously. I'll just nuke you right here with one phone call and call him on his cell, right? You see what I'm saying? That when, when you're part of the Trump empire, you'll, he will end you for that. You will be ended for that. But when you're running a republic, you've got to get everybody on the same sheet. So if you want to know how DeSantis would govern in terms of the culture of governing, look at what has happened with him as a candidate. Now, that doesn't mean it'll be more effective governing. It doesn't mean that. But culturally, it'll be dramatically different. Because you see that, how he runs his campaign. There's not leaks coming out of that campaign. Everything's buttoned. If anything, it's too damn buttoned down. If anything, it's, if anything, it's too tied. It's, it's, it's too tied up. It's too buttoned up to the point people are like, chill, you know, relax a little bit. Can we just meet a guy named Ron? Okay? I mean, that's, that's what you would get. That's what you saw with his governance. I mean, you're talking about a guy that moved the... Yes, they, they've had majorities in the legislature and Republican governors before. He got them to do things Rick Scott couldn't get them to do or even try. Right. You don't tell me he didn't break some eggs on the way there? So then where, where are, where are, the, uh, where, where are the, the, the people that... Who's, where are the butt hurt? Leaking stuff to the Miami Herald and the Orlando... Set, you, don't, you don't ever see that stuff because it is very clear who is in charge there and it is run that way. Um... But but it's run that way around an agenda, not a person, and everybody is in on what the issues are that we are here to do. Again, I'm not saying that would be more effective, but culturally it would be dramatically different. More in a moment. Here on the Steve Day Show, special evergreen edition. If you are listening to us today, we are not live, but we are new. We tape this in advance for a, such a day as this. And we did this and got a ton of good reaction, and we really enjoyed the conversation. We did this with Donald Trump. Maybe it was early this year we did that episode. It was, Aaron? Okay. And, and I'm like, we should do this for Ron DeSantis when and if he gets in the race. Well, he is now in the race. And who knows what day you are listening to this, but today is the day that we are doing it. And we want to thank Master Sergeant John Bauman, retired. He has submitted the questions. We've gotten through three so far. Again, the ground rules are Todd and Aaron will decide, number one, is it a fair question? And then number two, how do, would they answer and or think how they think DeSantis would answer? All right, question number four is really a follow-up, and I think a good one to number three to get some clarity. Question four, related to question three, exactly what safeguards will you put in place to ensure discipline, integrity, loyal, and fidelity of all members of the executive branch to your administration's vision and mission? Now, that reads like a question written by a master sergeant, all right, in a, in a, in a military outfit, okay? Fair question or not, Aaron? This is a fair question as well. So we're four for four in my estimation on fair questions. My answer to this, and I think, I think DeSantis would give something similar, is basically saying... I understand we're dealing with human beings here. I understand what we're getting into with the swamp. I was there for X number of years, and I detested it. 
there will be somebody who tries to make a mess of things eventually. It is very important early on I lay markers down and make examples of people who try to, who try to uh, sink the ship that we're building right now. And that would be my, my answer. That's how you ensure loyalty, fidelity to the cause, is by making an example of those who do not. Todd? Well, this is a way, if you choose to, because you can crush Donald Trump, uh, you don't have to take this route, but it's certainly more entertaining. This is one you, I, I say you lean into and say, hey, uh, this is the time you used two words, Donald Trump, that you made famous on a game show but desperately needed to use more often in the White House. You're fired. My safeguard is that you're either in or you're out. I'm, we're not, I'm not going to give you a bunch of bullet points on this one. We, the, it is the 11th hour. We have serious work to do. I have no time for games. All right, before we discuss that, though, you never know how much harder we might let's go Brandon around here. All right. Remember, it was just a couple of years ago, man, that we were fighting each other for toilet paper at Costco like it was a PlayStation 5 at Christmas time. All right. So you never know when the next time it hits, it might be with the food supply, um, especially with wildfires, droughts. Who knows? They could use that for all kinds of excuses. Why? Oh, we're just short on food now, too. Don't let that happen to you. Get prepared with our friends. Over at My Patriot Supply, get their emergency food kit. That is breakfast, lunch, dinner, even drinks and snacks. The full complement of the two plus two thousand plus calories that you and everyone in your household needs every single day. All right, no skimping on these delicious meals at preparewithdace.com. All right, don't skip the special thirty dollars savings available this week only as well. Preparewithdace.com is where you want to go. Again, that's preparewithdace.com. I think it's a fair question if we rephrase one part. Of all members of the executive branch, that's something like 300,000 employees, if I remember right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Or 30,000. It's it's some obscene number. That's just not possible. Okay. I mean, to slay that level of Leviathan. Yeah. The question is of, of 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 key members, team leaders within the administration. Can you the 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 problem wasn't that Donald Trump could not control the entire executive branch. The problem was that Trump hired people like Steve Mnuchin, who would not, on his behalf, wield that power within his own department, and so you get leaks. The, the 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 you see what I'm saying? That yeah. that that's the issue. Is is you know again? It's a it's a Republican form of government. So it's representation on top of representation on top of representation. There's layers here of a chain of command, and so would you have the right people in there to um, to keep discipline, unit discipline, to use probably a terminology maybe John would would feel comfortable with, and then enforce that unit discipline um, when it's defied. You just mentioned a conversation that DeSantis has with his people behind the scenes. Don't say anything like that out loud. Like, uh, you know, it's big and it's cumbersome and, you know, sometimes things are going to happen. You simply say, "Um, you can try, but you will be found and you will be fired. I mean, just like this is is how things will work. 
Hard part about playing chicken, I guess, is knowing when to flinch. Let, let's find out. You know, that's the attitude you have to present on this. The questions that have been asked so far are challenging, but I think they are actually in the wheelhouse of the current, at the time we are taping this, the current strength of DeSantis as a candidate. His ability to pivot back to Florida and say, yeah. essentially what we've proven in Florida is you mess around and find out. Yeah. Yes. That, 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 you know what I'm saying? I mean, and, and lots of people have found out mm-hmm. and they didn't like the answer they found, but we gave them that answer. Nevertheless, we, we there's talk, more challenging yes. quite to me. The, the larger challenge for the DeSantis campaign right now is now projecting what that a vision into the future of what that looks like. That is easily accessible for people and, and inspires people. OK, mm-hmm. you want to know one of the reasons why Trump kept saying all the time, we're going to build a wall and Mexico's going to, we're going to pay for it because people cheered it. And so if, if they had not cheered it, how many more times would he have said that? Very not, few. He would have come up with another mm-hmm. tagline of, sim, of, of pithy tagline, easy to, you know, we're going to make America great again. If they had not cheered that, would he, what would he have done? Come up with something else. Okay. And I think that's the one thing that De- DeSantis has not yet done as a candidate. Again, at the time we're taping this, which is on June 24th, mm-hmm. 2023. At the time we're taping, or June 25th, 2023, at the time we're taping this, he has yet to capture the imagination of the public. But all the questions that are being asked so far are in the wheelhouse of what his campaign mm-hmm. is, is currently based on, which is the success of what he has done in Florida. And he can, uh, what, when he wants to talk about uh, beyond personnel, but to issue, relate them to issues in just a one seamless garment. Like, what does the border, what does transgenderism, what does COVID, what do all of these have in common? There were never any consequences. Why would anybody stop bad behavior if there's no consequences? Let people believe there is going to be a new sheriff in town. There will be arrests. And see, this is the challenge, though, of winning the primary over the general. Because... In the, in the primary, you're up against somebody who is a master vision caster and a mediocre at best manager and implementer. You are a master manager and implementer. But people, I will, okay, I do this full time. I got into this for issues. I'm all about policy outcomes, okay? So I will put... I would put, if a candidate's slogan was, I am ruthlessly efficient in installing your worldview, I would put that sign in my yard. <laughs> okay. How many people would put that sign in their yard? Not many. Not many. All right. And so now a lot of people will put American revival, make America great again, you know, um, forward, chicken in every pot. Um, ask not what you, you, your country can do for you, what you can do for your country. Uh, you see what I'm saying? New deal. Okay. Um, a lot of people put those signs in their yard. And I think that's the challenge at the time that we're taping this, that the DeSantis can't. And, it, and I don't have an immediate suggestion because I don't think it's a simple thing to, and I don't think you can like just trot something out either and not have it be good and then keep trying. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I, like, I think when you finally cast your vision, you're, you, you put a ring on it. Like, you can't cast a vision. It falls flat, like, in a few weeks. You go nowhere, and then you're like, you come back. Because now you look like you're kind of rudderless. You know what I'm saying? So I would rather be late throwing a vision out there. And we had the same problem on the cruise campaign. 
Okay. Now, in some respects, this is even more of a problem in the DeSantis campaign because he does have a record that Cruz never had. And so the, 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 the temptation to pivot back to that is your constant answer. You know, when it's your golden ticket, I totally understand that. But at some point, you do have to give people a vision. What is the vision? Okay. What is it? You know, and I think that's, that's the one thing that the, DeSantis, that, that the DeSantis campaign, I don't think, has, has, has forecast yet. What's the vision moving forward? What is it? Is that fair? Yeah. Okay. Question five. Name the top five absolutely non-negotiable judicial characteristics you will use to vet all judicial appointments to include SCOTUS. By the way, can I go back to the last point? Because I didn't close the loop on that real quick. The reason why it's harder, it's not just because you're up against a master, a master vision caster in the primary, but in the general, people will kind of assume of the vision of both sides once they put the name Republican or Democrat on it. You mm-hmm. see what I'm saying? Even if you're not good at communicating a vision, they'll just kind of assume, well, you're the Republican, you're for small government, you're law and order, you're the Democrat, you're for you know uh, helping people and pro-choice. You see what I'm saying? Some of that vision will be assumed when we get into the broader electorate. Mm-hmm. But in the primary, you have got to cast that vision now to capture the imagination, especially up against a master vision caster. That's the, the, I, I didn't close the loop on that. All right, so back to this question. Name the top five absolutely non-negotiable judicial characteristics you will use to vet all judicial appointments to include SCOTUS. Like to me, if I'm Ron, this is, this is a question Ron DeSantis would just sit here like, you know, Steve Rogers. I can do this all day. Like, this is the stuff he got into this to answer. These are the kinds of questions, Ron, that Donald Trump had no answer for. And then when he finally won the primary, basically went, pardon me, he went to groups like Heritage Foundation and, you know, that scene in JFK that uh, Oliver Stone fictionalizes where, where LBJ says, just kill Kennedy, I'll give you your damn war or something mm. like that. That's where Trump basically just called Heritage and, uh, and the, conserv- the Christian conservative groups in and said, all right, just win me the election, I'll give you your damn judges. Just you hand me the list. I don't care who they are. That's kind of what that, that was Trump's character. You tell me who I'm nominating and I'll pick the names. My people will politically vet them and, you know, you give you you give me the list and we'll politically vet them and go from there. All right. But this is the kind of answer that I think not Ron DeSantis would, if anything, be tempted to just marinate in and answer for an hour and a half. What do you think, Todd? Uh, I agree. I think he and his people need to have an answer that goes beyond the wonky and and sings to regular people who are and and I'm thinking about this one one slogan in my mind that popped into my head that I think would be fantastic for DeSantis is justice for all you and you want to talk about specific judges and or and or specific decisions rulings and cases but the, the, like Clarence Thomas and here's why and be how who he is has made your life not a not an attorney not your life is better because of the likes of how he thinks about the law or a particular and here's why scalia do the same thing pick a a a ruling that is prevalent in the news that is affecting a lot of uh uh people that the judges may have had no uh decision in but here in iowa school choice things like that make sure that we get way too wonky with this nonsense and it's one reason why trump has 
has had success, even though I, I absolutely agree with what you just said about um, how he just looked at the list that was given to him. But in other areas, look at what he did with the border. You, mm-hmm. You've got to do with this what 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 um, Trump did with the border. Make it people feel it in their backyard. Yes, and that's exactly where I was going to go with this. <clears throat> you could say something along the lines of, as states all across this country have seen what we're doing in Florida and attempt to uh, mirror that in their own backyards, you're seeing judicial activism creep in, even from some of Trump's own justices. Just a few weeks ago, uh, a Trump-appointed justice uh, attempted to overturn the Indiana law that uh, banned, uh, I think, women from competing on uh, men's or men from competing on women's sports teams, yep. something like that. And then I think you have to say. Uh, one of the qualifications is that justices don't listen to their law professors, don't listen to all the junk that they've been fed in their school, but make sure that they always, always, always defer to the will of the yes. people, something like yes. that. Mm-hmm. Okay, we agree. Number six, exactly what will you do to push back on and eliminate the criminalization of anyone's open and public political opinion? I think this is probably specifically referencing social media where many most of those opinions get expressed these days. Aaron, I'll let you take this one first. Another fair question. Uh, absolutely fair. And these are all, again, so we're almost halfway through this list. Mm-hmm. These are all, I think, questions, again, in, in DeSantis's wheelhouse, in the entire campaign's wheelhouse. Pivot to the law that he signed that says, basically, uh, I think it's the law that uh, individuals can sue social media companies in yep. Florida. Yep. You just... Say, hey, we've already addressed this. We're going to do this on the national scale. Um, you know, digital media is now the town square. If you mess with people's freedom of speech online, you're messing with their God-given rights. We are going to uphold the law. We are going to protect your – I think this is a pretty, pretty easy one. This is easier to address, I think, than the judge's question. Hmm. This is interesting because I think this is trickier. I think this is high risk, uh, high reward uh, because this speaks to – what do you do in terms of honoring free speech, honoring the God-given rights in the Constitution when that is not only accepted but flat-out rejected by your opponents these days? They don't plan on following the Constitution. They constantly hold you to that standard while ignoring it themselves, and they have a media who does uh, who um, accepts those terms and accentuates them. So it's not good enough to simply say every, you know, we will defend the First Amendment and give everybody their say. In this day and age, you've got to say, you know what? Free speech, it, it, you have to give a republic, if you can keep it, a moral and religious people and no other answer on this for this really to sing. You've got to tell people, listen, you know who doesn't have uh, a right to speech, and I'm never going to give it to them? The teachers who are grooming our children in their schools. They're, they're demanding that I pre- uh, offer them free speech. They're making those arguments. They're not going to get it. We, this is right versus wrong. This is good versus evil. Uh, I, I, because just saying uh, that we are going to... Rise above um, censorship. That that's not good enough anymore. We're de- we are dealing with the spirit of the age. I think this demands a far more aggressive answer. Hmm. All right, we got through half the questions. 
The other half coming your way here. Hour two of this special evergreen episode. Your chance to give Ron DeSantis a job interview for arguably the most important job in the world will continue next. with hour two live and on demand no we're not you're listening to a special evergreen episode psych it's a new one it's just not live but this is fresh content uh we are just not here today but we didn't want to leave you hanging nevertheless so this special evergreen episode is for you here on blaze tv radio and podcast i'm steve dace along with totters and and aaron mcintyre let us know who you are and what you think about what we think by emailing the show, steve at stevedace.com. That's D-E-A-C-E. Like us on Facebook, me, we, and Gab. You can follow me at Steve Dace Show on Twitter, Getter, Instagram, TikTok. You can also find me at Truth Social, at Real Steve Dace, at Real Steve Dace on Truth Social. Those of you who listen to the podcast, please, if you have not done this yet, leave us a five-star review, hit subscribe or follow, and we want to thank each and every one of you who have already done those things for us. We are appreciative of each and every one. All right, let's continue. We did this with Trump earlier this year. I thought it, was, it went so well that the time would come. We should do it with DeSantis. Today is that day. So before we continue on asking Ron DeSantis and answering Ron DeSantis questions, I'm not here live today because I'm in L.A. right now. And I'm out in the heat in SoCal. The high today is supposed to be in the low 90s as uh, Amy and I are spending uh, some uh, couple time at Universal Studios before we head over to do some events for Nefarious. And so I made sure to bring the sweat block with me because the last time I went to Universal Studios in Orlando a couple years ago, it was in the 90s there too. And sweat block more than did the job. Helps you with embarrassing sweat stains. Um, they're antiperspirant wipes designed for under your arms to give you protection that can last for days. You can use their deodorant stick They've got deodorant lotion as well for those more, so we, shall we say, sensitive regions. All right, go to sweatblock.com. Use the code DACE right now for 20% off. Sweatblock.com. Use the code DACE, D-E-A-C-E, for 20% off right now at sweatblock.com. The questions are courtesy of Master Sergeant Retired, John Bauman. And he's done a great job so far mm-hmm. because we've gotten through almost half his questions, guys. And you think all of, so far you've said all of them are fair questions to, to ask. Yeah, it turns out the first one, my, all of my possible uh-ohs are well gone. Correct. Good. All right. Question seven. I'm going to throw this one at you first, Todd. As great as your record is in the state of Florida, exactly what can or more importantly should you do at the federal level to combat the onslaught of LGBTQFU abuse of our children in schools and media? First and foremost, fair question, yes or no. And then if you think it is, how do you think he would answer or would you want him to, how would you want him to answer? This is, it's absolutely fair. And I think you and I are vibing because this is why I answered the last question the way I did because of important issues like this. This is, we are not, the center is not holding in this nation. Our differences in the past, even when they were aggressive, we, we could deal with them and when we were at our best civilly because of all that we held in common. Well, there are simply a group of people who hold nothing 
in common with the founding principles of this nation or good and decent people uh, everywhere. That issue, while reasonable people could have agreed to disagree on this 15 years ago, now our children are simply being attacked by what is not what it is nothing short of and this is this is my word now i'm not telling them to use it but think about they're terrorists the, the groomers are flat out terrorists and we we will offer no quarter on the doctors who are cutting up their bodies the teachers who are grooming them if we because if we can't draw a line in the sand on this as a people we have no right to be a people defined by our constitutional princes anymore in any default sort of way. We will have officially abdicated our status as the shining city on a hill if we simply cannot say no to this. Aaron, what do you think? It's a fair question again. And I think an answer that you could give if you're a DeSantis is basically there is no sector of our country where the groomers have attempted to exert their leverage, power, and control more than in the sector of education. I will appoint, I have in the president's cabinet an education secretary who reports directly to me, perhaps nowhere in the cabinet outside of military and otherwise, you know, uh, affairs of uh, international import, perhaps nowhere will I be able to have more power than that of over education. And who gets funding for what? Something along, along those lines. Um, I, I, think you can, I think you can say, hey, even if we don't get things uh, pushed through Congress, I will be able to exert leverage and power over what kids are and are not being taught in schools and what's allowed and what's not allowed. Maybe you guys said this and I missed it. But, and if, 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 if I'm repeating it, then I think it's a point so important it risks being repeated. Remember the, the, the testimony the other day, I can't remember what member of Congress was talking to, um, was it uh, HHS for uh, the regime oh yes and and, mm-hmm. and again we're, we're taping this on june 25th so who you know depending on what day you eventually will see this so the other day it could be mm-hmm. months ago but um and and he kept trying to pin him down will you take school lunch funding away from schools right. and districts that won't castrate right. the kids and eventually he said yeah yeah right that power needs to be wielded the other way. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I was just asked, in, in fact, this is a good place to, I think, insert this conversation. As we were recording this on June 25th, I was asked the following question by Daryl Wyatt. He said, John Witherspoon stated, quote, a republic once equally poised must either preserve its virtue or lose its liberty. And by some tumultuous revolution, either return to its first principles or assume a more unhappy form, end quote. And Daryl goes on to ask me, has the door already closed in our republic? Here is how I answered him, because I think it, it segues perfectly to this question. Minus revival, yes, the door is closed. The door is shut. 
minus revival, the door is shut. Elections now are no longer about the best preservation of our way of life or the best expression of the will of the people, but to acquire power to either punish or protect your people from the other's people. That's a cold civil war. And that's where we are now. Yes. And so that, the, that power needs to be wielded the other way. We will shut you down and starve you out if you castrate those kids. Because as terrible as not getting your mediocre lunch loaded with MSG will be for those kids. You know what's even worse? The soul murder and, and, and body rape that you want to impose on them. Yeah. Mind, body, and soul. Yeah. Not happening. Yeah. Yeah. This, is, this was done to great effect recently here in uh, Iowa. In the legislature, we passed the uh, no, no more porn mm-hmm. in the schools mm-hmm. uh, bill. And so now the teachers union and others came back to the governor, the uh, executive branch, asking for guidance on how to how this will be implemented. And the governor's office played it brilliantly and said, no, the law is the law. We have no further. Yeah. yeah. And basically say F around and find That's out. That's right. Yep. Go ahead. Yep. But now you have to be prepared. There are going to be teachers in this state and elsewhere who have passed similar things. They're going to, you see how crazy they are. They're going to test it. You better not flinch. You fire them and you take on that fight because then, yes, let's go public. The Des Moines Register, of course, is going to take their back, but then they're going to have to, then it's about discovery. As you always say, Steve, what are you defending? What books do you want in there? Why can't we even print those in the newspaper? Let's have some sunlight. Let's do it. Yeah. You know what, guys? Straight up. I think you, I think we may have just stumbled upon Ron DeSantis' vision quest. What if his campaign slogan was simply mess around and find out? No. What if it was I just that? that? What if it was just that? I love that. Mess around and no, find out. That's how many tingles up my leg am I going to get on this show? Todd's like, what's Jill doing right now? <laughs> mess around and find out. Mess around and find out. Seriously. Oh, yeah. Would you put that sign in your yard? A couple of times. A couple of times. <laughs> Hell, I might mow that into my yard. Are you kidding me? <laughs> like a center field. Yes. Just I'll be out there <laughs> mowing that into my yard. Mess around and find out. Yeah. Are you kidding me? Oh, man. Dude, I like that enough. So we're going from MAGA to MAFO. Yes. I, I, I like that so much when we're done today. I'm calling some people I know in that operation and I'm saying, hey. I got you. Well, see, you're, you Mess just- around. Mess around and find out. You've Mess around the, and find out. You've done the street version of what I said, justice for all. Mm-hmm. Like, make, this is going to be about justice. There yeah. will be consequences. We will meet it out. I am, I am the sheriff. Yes. I'm the, I am, th- that says many things. I am the sheriff you thought you were getting with Donald Trump. I am that guy. Mess around. You want my, here's my, want my governing vision? Here it is. Mess around and find out. Lots of people messed around in Florida. They all found out too. And then they also found out I won by 20 points after they tried to mess around. Mm. So mess around and find out. That's the vision. That's build a wall. I don't know, man. Maybe I shouldn't get, I like that one so much. I'm wondering maybe I shouldn't give that one away for free. (laughs) Thoughts? What is a more, uh, I love that. My guess is they're going to be like, oh, we can't do that. That's too on the nose. Then you're probably going to lose. Yeah. Uh, Straight up. If that's your initial reaction, not not saying you should use it, not saying it, it's good. But if that's your not, initial reaction, that's your initial reaction, that's a window to, it, to the soul. You're probably going to lose. Yeah. You're probably going to lose. Just telling you straight up. Then, if that's your initial reaction, you're probably going to lose. Number eight, 
And this goes to what we were just discussing, in fact, related to question seven. Exactly what will or should you do at the federal level within the bounds of the Tenth Amendment as it pertains to the demonic and evil practice of child sexual mutilation and who should be punished? That's what we were just talking about. Oh, love using the full levels levers of power, which you've seen him do in Florida. The, 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 the degree to which we've shown that map on the show before, like 10 years ago, how many um, gender clinics, whatever mm-hmm. they are, there were like three in existence, like 10 to 15 years ago. And now they're dot, dotted. You're like, no, he, Ron DeSantis should simply show that map and we're going to take it back. We're, we're turning back the clock on this. You're not doing this. This isn't medicine. Under we 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 are going to come after you, and I I mean there's the, the amount of you want to talk federal funding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that we are shutting down this witchcraft. See, these are remember his announcement, and and man, the announcement on Twitter I think itemizes the very conversation we're having. When he read his initial statement, that should be the vision, right? And instead, though, it was like an itemization of his accomplishments. And we all listened to that. We all agreed. But we were all like, okay. Right? Yeah. That was kind of, eh. Yeah. But then when they started asking questions, that's when you're like, that's cash money, yeah, homie. Yeah. That was swish yes. after. Yeah. See, this is his wheelhouse. Put me in a long-form conversation where I am your proof of concept. There's no, you have to project nothing with, this is why I get mad at so many of you. When you're like, uh, Carl, Carl Rove, get behind him at the inauguration. Oh, I don't even. Okay. This is why I throw it's punch you fools every single time. Because he's done, he's on the record doing everything we've ever asked. Now, do I think he could do even more? Um, is this the Steve Day show? <laughs> okay. Do I think he could do more? You bet your sweet bippy I do. But he is already on the record doing everything we've ever reasonably asked a Republican to do, including some unreasonable things mm-hmm. we've asked him to do. And he didn't do it in Mississippi and West Virginia and Alabama. Friggin' Florida, guys, which Obama won twice. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yeah. That's, that, so to me, this conversation is right in his wheelhouse. This is, this is the question, the Q&A portion of his Twitter announcement where people are just, you know, lighting up lung darts thinking, I just, I, I got to come down after listening to this, okay? Because it's not, it's not a line. It's not projection. It's not, here's what I think we should do. And you're like, well, yeah, we've been writing that in every conservative bestseller for the last yeah. 30 years. He did it. Yeah. He's done that stuff. But, it, what, it, but what he must f- figure out how to do is capture your imagination. Efficiency and imagination are not the same thing. And we live in a visual era. We live in a medium, a media era. We live in a shallow era because of all the media mm-hmm. at our disposal. He must capture the imagination yes. of oh. the people in order to be given the opportunity to demonstrate once again what he has already proven once before. And you do it this way. In this case, Aaron on the montage recently closed with a terrible story about this uh house or apartment where uh, a bunch of adults were found with drugs, yeah. sex toys, the tranny ones, and, and they tra- changed their, their name to tranny. Crossdressers in yes, Boston, the, the Boston exactly. story. Yeah. It was in Boston, the cro- Crossdressers, kids being exposed to this, and they fl- the authorities came in, and these people flat out tried to gaslight them and say, no, there's no children. Honestly, they just will lie, and mm-hmm. you say, you know that house? That's when these so-called healthcare centers and hospitals tell you about things like gender-affirming care. There's no daylight between that clinic and that house 
there with those children. We will shut them down. That is not medicine. That is not health care. F around and find out. I love that. Number nine. As the commander-in-chief and a former military officer, exactly what will you do to return our military to full readiness, good order, discipline, and morale? Aaron. I uh, love the smell of pink slips in the morning. That's basically, that's the answer. Start f- cleaning house. Start getting rid of all of your woke generals. I am the anti-Obama here. I am the anti-Obama. I'm going to rebuild. I'm going to do um, the right thing to the military, what Obama did the wrong way to the military. That is something under my direct purview, and it starts day one. I'm going to start weeding out, asking for all of these generals' not, uh, resignations. If they don't give it to me, they'll, they're fired, and I will start appointing American, a loving um, soldiers, warriors who actually care about winning wars, fighting, and destroying enemies rather than a, um, a diversity quota in their basic training. Yeah, on some of them, the Efron and find out is going to have, it's just going to be a challenge. But you've got to set the tone somewhere right out of the gate. You're not going to wait. You Absolutely, you start with the military. You just get this done. Because let's face it, folks, uh, what we've already had, I talk about it all the time, what's happened with Donald Trump, regardless of his, uh, his mistakes, uh, legal, tactical, or otherwise, this was a coup. That happened on multiple levels with mm-hmm. Russian collusion, all of the attempts. The media is involved in it. It's been a, a soft coup. But let's not give the military attempt at a hard coup. And there's all kinds of people in there wouldn't even blink when given up the opportunity. You need to get rid of them immediately and set the tone for every other avenue of your government. All right question i i can't add to what you guys just said and and to some of these questions i can't add much because his record on these things again is so defined not statements not you know speeches record his statement on the his, his record on these things is so defined that we're so he's never been commander in chief before but we're just essentially asking him in this area to apply what we've seen him do in every other avenue, but apply it to mm-hmm. one that he actually has firsthand experience and extensive knowledge of being, being a soldier and an officer, a Naval officer himself. All right. So I don't, once you guys are done, the answers are you guys, there's not much left to discuss because everything's so well-defined where he is concerned. That's why I keep going back to the vision question, which is why I cannot wait because you, you may have a stroke. Your mailbox, when this finally runs from Trump cult, is going to be filled yep. up. You think so? Filled yeah. up. All right. Well, let, let's get to the end if we have time, and I'll, I want to double back and ask you why. And then I because have one more. Because you just said. And I have another question yeah. to ask you as well. Okay. Uh, both of you. Number 10. Related to question number nine. Again, I, I love the, the master sergeant is going to follow up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, exactly. What will you do to purge the wokeness and LGBTQFU agenda from the upper and lower echelons of leadership in both the officer and the enlisted corps? Same answer as yeah. before. Same answer as before. Fundamentally, Barack Obama was the most effective president maybe in American history outside of George Washington. Effective does not mean good. Effective does not mean just. 
he was effective in one area that I think we took for granted and didn't really see happening in real time because, you know, he got Osama bin Laden. We were still droning the Middle East, just bombing the Middle East while Obama was president was the march through the institution that is the military that he effectively did. And now you've got James Mad Dog Mattis. James Mad Dog Mattis. Oh, that sounds really badass. Yeah, I don't think we're going to do a trainee ban in the military. That's an an indication of just what Barack Obama did. So you need to undo that. And boy, howdy, if there's still one area, one institution that still has a lot of people who agree with you and I, who are a lot like you and I, it's the military. So don't tell me that there aren't people there who would be ready and willing to take on leadership positions, ready and willing to fill whatever vacancies you need. I think that's one area that could happen, change, and change very fast. Todd. You have to say something along the lines of, and having heard firsthand from... Um, We're all agreeing this is a fair question. Oh, yes. yeah. Okay. All right, yeah. My daughter's boyfriend... We, who, we thought all of them are yeah. fair so far. Mm-hmm. Okay. My daughter's boyfriend who recently became a Marine. You are, you are stripped down of your individuality when you enter the military in boot camp. Regardless of who... Gay, straight, southerner, Midwestern boy... What, don't care. We're turning you into a stone cold killing machine. Don't all all of your little merit badges that you got before this immaterial. So we're going to be a military, not the Rainbow Scouts. Yeah. Yes. This. Uh, do you want to be part of what the military actually is? Because the military in this very dangerous world has no time has zero time to be anything other than a stone-cold killing machine. That's it. That's good. Also, every day in the month of June, while I'm president, we're going to be holding a rainbow flag-bearing ceremony on the South Lawn every morning at, uh, like, 7 a.m., something like that. I'd be good with that, too. I I, I don't anticipate he'll say that, but uh, I would approve of that message myself. Um, Number 11, two questions left. Exactly how, other than sending illegals to Martha's Vineyard, which should continue on an industrial scale. <laughs> Those are his words, not mine, but I like them. Will you? That's sort of one the mask kind of came off a little bit on Master Sergeant there. Yeah. Will you solve both the border disaster specifically and immigration policy? How will you solve the border disaster specifically and immigration policy generally? Aaron, I'll let you take this. Oh, no, you took the last one first. Todd, go ahead. This is... A lot of tentacles here. Yes, this is tricky. I'm reminded of the fantastic scene here in Iowa during a previous caucus cycle. I believe it was up at Lake Okaboji when our former congressman, Steve King, was sitting there with Rand Paul having breakfast and one of the dreamers came up, a, dreamer, a young uh, a Mexican woman, I believe, and came up and started asking Steve King... Uh, question. Will you deport me? Will, will you deport me? Yeah. Things like that. And you just see Rand Paul grab his train, up, get up, walk away. <laughs> I'd forgotten about that. <laughs> that was a great moment. Yeah. You, you, uh, listen, there's many patriotic uh, Hispanics uh, in, in this uh, culture. There's many that vote um, uh, Republican. But the simple fact of the matter is when you, there's the, while you have 
broken the law when you've come here illegally. When, when it is, who's the greater lawbreaker? The, the, the high school, the high school girl who's actually got her diploma, actually pl- gets a job, isn't on welfare, things like that, or the current president of the United States when it comes to our border. I, it's the border. It's the president, hands down. And so you've got to find a way of answering this question. And I can see where some might disagree with me on this. Mm-hmm. And I, but you, anything resembling, and I don't expect this from Ron DeSantis, but like a, you know, a deport them all. And this is clearly tatters and talking about this is 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 insufficient uh, to the task, and also not Christian uh, in my estimation. You've got to shut down this border. You have you have uh, got to uh, have a grown-up policy uh, re- regarding workers and their benefit uh, to this economy, uh, and to the more importantly, this culture and what they can contribute as genuine citizens, and not just people having to live uh, on the same manner. But in terms of the people who are already here, this is perhaps the toughest nugget to crack because it was cl- it's clearly purely political and chaos driven by the democrats cleaning up chaos is always messy you will be called names there's no clean answer on this one uh, i'm not going to pretend to give you the perfect answer on this i don't think there was one was on this might be the hardest challenge i think dealing with tranny madness as ch- bone chilling it is is way easier in many respects than than this is i would 100 percent agree with that because there are several tentacles to this. There's, this is the uh, Democrat great uh, replacement yes. um, theory. There's Republican cheap labor or yes. menial labor. There yes. is the problem of our birth rate in our country yes. and what that uh, entails. There, this touches so many issues in ways that I didn't even, I kind of knew that five, six, seven years ago, but it's becoming patently obvious. So threading that needle, I don't think, I, don't, I think the answer is simple. The wall gets done, the, the wall gets built day one. No ifs, ands, or buts. There's the buck stops here. We are building a wall. And then after that, we can go after the cartels. It's a difficult task, but we can go after the tar- cartels. Mexico be damned. Come at me, bro. You know, whatever the Mexican president's name is. And then we're going to start addressing real problems that, um, that, that have really um, continued the immigration crisis. Real problems economically, real qu- problems within the family, real problems that all touch this issue. I, again, that's a difficult needle to thread all of those issues into one, but I think your, your answer is wall gets or, built day one. Or on Cinco de Mayo, you can just eat a taco bowl. Yes. There's that. There's that, that. That's an option. <laughs> and it worked. I know. Yeah. That guy won. <laughs> I just, that, that worked. One of the greatest days ever. I forgot about that too. All right, final question. I'm just going to read it exactly as I was written. The last one is easy, multiple choice, and as a bonus, there is no wrong answer. Exactly how do you plan to hold accountable every politician, doctor, lawyer, healthcare administrator, media executive, pharmaceutical executive, and social media influencer responsible for the death and destruction caused by their role in the COVID scam? A, firing squad. B, hanging, or C, for those of us who love poetic justice, a much faster-acting lethal injection than the one they tried to force us to take. Make firing squads great again. That's my answer. Is that was a fair I, question? Was, was I supposed to answer that? Yeah, yes. Okay. Is that, is that, a fair, that might be our first unfair question, but go ahead, Aaron. Yeah. As much, they didn't you know say what? we didn't love the question. You but. know what? Just, just, to, just to, you know, 
just to even out as much as we possibly can. Yeah, this is an unfair question. It's not an unfair question. <laughs> Todd, what do you think? I I think we need the, to insert after a fair trial, yeah, of course. I think we before need, any of those options. Yes. We need the equivalent of a special counsel to get this ball rolling uh, on all that was done, both by the the media, both by uh, medicine, in terms of the level of collusion that happened. Make people feel like this is not, no, mistakes weren't made, fog of war, no. A criminal act Mm -hmm. took place here. And like I said, just give people a whiff and a taste of consequences and see where it goes Mm -hmm. for once. Mm -hmm. Just for once, try it. But before we go there, make sure to check out our friends over at Patreon Mobile. That's right. You just watched me magically change shirts in the middle of a segment. I'm just that cool. So are our friends at Patriot Mobile. You can change anytime you want. Change networks. Go to the network that actually works where you live. Get away from the network that does not. They let you do things like that with the outstanding customer service team they have there at America's only American mobile phone company. Patriot Mobile, outstanding customer service. That is their speciality. Their 100% U.S.-based customer service team makes switching easy. They take care of you after you do. If you're a veteran or first responder, let them know when you're going to make the switch. They'll have extra savings for you to say thank you for your service for the rest of us. Get a free activation today with the offer code Steve when you go to patriotmobile.com slash Steve. Again, patriotmobile.com slash Steve. Or you can call them at 878-PATRIOT. That's 878-PATRIOT. All right, we're through the questions. We'll come back. I have a couple of uh, ancillary questions. One of them, I want you to further flesh mm-hmm. out what you were just saying a minute ago. Uh, and uh, we'll, we'll sum up the conversation when we return here. Stay tuned. The Steve Day Show. All right, back here to wrap up a special evergreen edition of the Steve Day Show here on Blaze TV Radio and Podcast. Again, want to thank retired Master Sergeant John Bauman for the DeSantis questions. And and just to reiterate, if you go back and listen to that show we did early this year on on Trump, when we, if I recall, I think pretty much with any question we thought was unfair, maybe because the information was kind of outdated based on what we knew now. You know, so it wasn't like we thought the guy did a terrible job. We wouldn't have done an entire show on his questions. We thought mm-hmm. he did a great job. Um, and and I, I think this is also a segue to uh, you maybe elaborating on what you pointed out earlier. Before we move on with the conversation, however, a word from a brand new partner here on the show. It's called the Refocused Podcast. It's something I think you guys are going to like. 
Um, I mean, people are turning the truth upside down all the time. Our children are being misled. Marriages are falling apart. Christian values that held this country together for so long are going out the window. And that's what the podcast Refocus with Jim Daly is all about. Jim Daly, the president of Focus on the Family. If you don't know about Focus, it's a great Christian organization. They've been helping families follow their faith for over 40 years. Jim Daly has been the president for almost 20 now. And that's a great resource to turn to. He's helped reach millions of people and helped share God's truth with them. So he knows his stuff. And on the Refocus podcast, Jim talks to other experts about sharing your faith in a cancel culture, woke politics, things you deal with all the time these days. So check out Refocus with Jim Daly on Spotify, Apple, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts. That's Refocus with Jim Daly. Because again, the record of Trump and DeSantis are both well-defined. The rhetoric, though, of DeSantis is more well-defined than the rhetoric of Trump. Like Trump is out there right now promising to do things that he could have done his first term and either did and didn't do. And in, in some cases, maybe they weren't of higher priority. Um, the, the tranny madness was just beginning to kick into high gear when, when Trump was president, and it's just completely gone off the rails since the, the three seconds after Joe Biden took the oath of office, Okay. Um, or there are things that either couldn't do or didn't fulfill. And so it's easier to, to, to create an unfair question, I think, where Trump is concerned, because you're trying to navigate the chasm at times between his current statements and his previous record. With DeSantis, rightly or wrongly, there's, you know, I worked for a guy that was adamant in Ted Cruz that, you know, his rhetoric be extremely consistent with his record. And that's, um, that is, you know, profitable from an integrity standpoint politically that is not always the most profitable way to profit okay um so that's not a value judgment on my part could also be that trump got into the white house the first time some things that he learned some lessons he learned he's like you know what we gotta do some couple of these things differently and this is brother because you know he doesn't want to apologize so one way that you know he he demonstrates he's showing you that is he's his record is altered somewhat on some issues compared to when he was in the overall. There's a lot of different rationales with DeSantis though. It's pretty much a seamless garment between what he's doing in Florida Mm -hmm, and what he is saying on the campaign trail. So it's just harder to write unfair questions, which brings me to what you were pointing out earlier today. Why do you think I will get smashed? And we're not talking about people who you're talking about like the, or maybe you are. You're talking about like the general Trump supporter? Or are we talking like the hardcore Trumpista? Well, definitely the hardcore Trumpista. But are they even still tuning in to this show, though? I don't I, know. I kind of think they're probably not. No. But then okay. even some of the uh, uh, the other. Because like if Trump is your Lord and Savior, I, I, please out yourself. Because if we haven't driven you away by now or confronted your idolatry, I, I want to include you in, in the sweep. Um but, because that's just devastating and disastrous thinking, regardless of how good he was or was not as a president. And I thought prior to March 16, 2020, it was pretty good. It's going to happen because it's what it's the standard that Donald Trump himself has set. And he said it a lot of it. It is because his personality, but also is there. It actually, in some ways, isn't the craziest thing to try because there's no other place to land you can't land on the record. So you've got to do this. This is Brett Baer's question in that just awful 
on every level interview that he had with him. But one of the questions, if you recall, Steve, was you, you've spent more money attacking Ron DeSantis than on what was, what was the it? 2022 the, midterms. Uh, on the, yeah. Yes. On the 2022 midterms. That's a standard Donald Trump has set for himself. So his followers are going to proceed accordingly. And they're, you know, they're, they're free to take us on on any of the specifics. But no matter what we said, this is why you get, Steve, what you just said a couple questions ago about um, the, um, you know, there's a picture where he's six feet away from Carl uh, Rove. And, and therefore, yeah. you yeah. know, it, pretty soon we're going to have, did you see the picture where uh, DeSantis made the OK symbol? And, you know, Trump supporters are going to be calling him a... Uh, a racist or so. it's that it's that dumb because there's nowhere else to land this is this is the standard set by the former president himself so of course that'll be the primary response you get on this in his defense okay i mean i, I mean I, the conversation yeah. the fact that the fact that you would feel compelled to to do that over a conversation that largely wasn't about you or your candidate. You know what I'm trying to say? Like we, we, the, the, the exercise we did here was not a comparison of Trump and DeSantis. It was, it was, it was, you know, only because, only because the very first question brought it up, the rest of the conversation, 90% of it was a, was strictly a, an analysis of Ron DeSantis for better or for worse. Which is another way of asking what Brett Baer asked. He, He was like, why what sense does that make mm -hmm. well whatever reason it makes sense to donald trump and his followers his most ardent followers the ones that would spend the time mm -hmm. doing that would will follow his lead on this you want to chime in on that aaron <sighs> what <laughs> when it comes to and we're talking about I, i'm talking about donald trump's cult when it comes to questions about how they'll react things like that whatever is the worst answer is probably correct that's just the bottom line i don't like it i'm not speaking it into existence but that's what we're talking about every politician has a cult every politician does it's just that this one in particular for a variety of, of factors is pretty large and pretty dedicated and at some point ron DeSantis himself is going, and I I can see him having to answer it being put into some corner by Donald Trump himself, or it's simply going to become a time in the presidency where he just has to realize I have to say something that siphons off enough votes. But he's going to say I, I. It's clear that I am being lumped in with the the system, the you know the old GOP, the way it was done, how things never got accomplished. And he said, like, I, and just, I, I honestly don't think that that's unfair. This party has disappointed you so many, many times. It's clear that Donald Trump took advantage of that mm -hmm. um, and find a way. And again, I don't have the, I'd, I'd have to ponder this more because it's so important to get exactly right. But like that, I make it abundantly clear that you are right when you get a whiff of anything that you think must be of business as usual and the GOP to reject it flat out, I join you in that. I reject it as well. That's why there's a new sheriff in town and it's me. All right. 
here's the follow-up question I wanted to ask you guys all along. So now's the time. Should we do one of these for Bobby Kennedy? I'm not as familiar with him, although it might be, it might be a good exercise for all of us to get more familiar with him. But I, I'm familiar enough with Donald Trump and Ron DeSantis that I can put myself in their shoes to some degree. I can't say that for RFK Jr. What do you think, Todd? Well, we've only tangentially hit on the things that in any other candidate would be the absolute red flags and almost certainly mean they would vote doctrinaire progressive. I mean, there's just, the, you know, whether whether it's abortion, whether it's the uh, uh, environment, you know, there's there's things that it'd be fascinating to pull on a little deeper. It'd be an interesting exercise. I mean, honestly, that that would be less about Kennedy himself, really. It, well, now that I'm th- it may be the perfect candidate to do to exemplify why question and answer sessions like this are so important, mm-hmm. not just to judge the candidate in particular, but to judge our particular ability to truly be objective, to truly put to the test what our closed-hand priorities and what our open-hand priorities are. Maybe he's the perfect candidate. I don't know. What do you think, Aaron? Oh, you already chimed in on this. You're not sure. Uh, here's where I am with, with RFK Jr. The issue of baby killing, I get that the life issue entails a lot more than that, and I totally agree with that. I My pause with him is that baby killing, child sacrifice, is always, 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 always going to be a window into the soul. What I feel like with Bobby RFK Jr. is that you're gambling that his personal vendetta against the deep state and the medical establishment outweighs that obvious character flaw. And it is a character flaw if you believe baby killing mm-hmm. is justified. That's my fear with him. Early signs on his response uh, on the issue of abortion is basically like uh, the lay of the land by the appeal, the repeal of Roe v. Wade has been set. Do what you will in your states. I, it, he's actually basically said like it's it's less in my hands or any other president's hands than it's ever been. I have my the, my personal opinion on this is exactly what you think it would be, but he says like now it's up for you as a citizen within your own state. He, I'm I'm paraphrasing, but he's basically said something like that, which is like it's not our this this is an issue that is further outside of our presidential politics than it has been since 1972. At the very least, would we all agree that doing this exercise around RFK Jr., even if we decide not to do it, would be a much more worthwhile use of our time than doing it around any of the rest of the Republican Oh, for sure. For sure. What does that say then? Says that they're worthless. Worthless. Less than worthless in terms of any any of the things that we talk about of import, they're just they're less than worthless. And I'm not talking about their souls, but in terms of a political figure, they're they're less than worthless. I'm guessing you agree with that. Yeah, but it's also simultaneously 
when you drill down on it, what we've already said on the show, it's it's impossible that he will become the nominee. Oh, I I think it, it I think they would kill him. I said I said that the other day on the show. Yeah, and I I think he thinks that. I mean, he's openly even talked about it. RFK Jr. on an open ballot against Nikki Haley, Mike Pence, Tim Scott, Chris Christie. Am I forgetting anybody? Is that well? There's there's some dude in isn't the governor of North Dakota Doug running Burnham, now? Or? Doug Burnham. Yeah. Okay. RFK Jr. against that field. Would you affirmatively vote for him, or just sit it out? I would. At this point, I would. That the the baby killing issue is a bugaboo for me. Mm-hmm. So I would sit it out. What about you, Todd? I at this point I could. I'm not saying I absolutely, certainly would. And and on one of those names in there, I I, I need to know. More. I can't imagine him elevating, but you're asking the question. Heck, you can imagine it less than I mm-hmm. can. I give, like, I, I, before Nikki Haley went full. Oh, Vivek. Disney. I forgot about Vivek. Oh, Vivek. My bad. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I can't imagine that either. But, um, but like, it, Tim, Tim Scott. If he, like, I, I guess I do have more individual questions out of that entire list. Personally, about him than anybody else, which is not to say I think we should do all one of these on Tim Scott, but I have more things that I'd like to explore because you clearly have a gut instinct. We haven't spent enough time on him, and I've, I haven't even followed up with you after the shows or anything. Uh, gut instinct on Here, I'll just about start. Him. I, I'll just to, to itemize Maybe, your your point. Yeah. How Tim Scott's been a senator for how many years? Name name one key fight he's been with us on, and he's with our when with. He represents one of the most Republican states in the yep. union. So name name, name name any major fight. Just pick one. Yep. No, I, it's like I, I saw Steve I, Kirsch tweet forget, today. Forget. Hey, show me show me the cardiologist who saw less myocarditis after the vaccine came out. I don't. Same thing. Show yeah. me one thing that Tim Scott's gone to the mattresses with us on once. Oh, yeah, I don't. He hasn't been once more into the breach. I'll, I'm. I could easily. It's, is he just vanilla? Has he? But he he also hasn't been like antagonistically against in any John McCain-ish kind of has am I forgetting he just seems to like exist as the nice guy uh, yeah that's a, a, forgetting he has any record whatsoever I will say this about Tim Scott the message for again forgetting that and I know that's a hard thing to do and mm-hmm. it's a hard thing for me to do the messaging it's been good and the packaging that I've seen from his campaign yeah has been very good I agree which, which which makes me think that he's is that what it's always been? Yeah. Has it just been a a package? I mean, he's he does. I mean, when he went for the example, when he went on the View, like why? A, you can say why would you even go on the View or something? But he said he did pick a fight there. He thought all the race is insane and stupid. His current Liberty score is seventy seven percent. Yeah, which is not which is great. which is not great for South Carolina. Although, frankly, it is one of the higher scores in South Carolina, which just goes to show you what a fraud that state is politically. But go ahead. And he, again, if he was a white guy, I wouldn't even be asking this. But nope. he's he's a black guy, and I do believe that a lot of these people are, you know, the, the Republicans are at least keeping their ducks in a row to have their necromanced version of this to take somebody somehow that none of us see as remotely possible. 
Can you guess what Lindsey Graham's Liberty score is as of June 25th? 69. <laughs> <laughs> no. Much lower. Uh, 43. 43. 43% is his Liberty score. I think I set my buzzer too early. Sorry, audience. 43% is the Liberty score for Lindsey Graham. Can we close on that note? 43 percent 43 43 is his liberty score and people wonder why I mock him now you know hope you enjoyed this evergreen we are back again live soon until then John 317 